0: We are so excited to announce that we have opened the doors to our private membership community, the Symposium. Inside the Symposium, you have access to all of our free and paid content, daily prompts to pull to, live monthly workshops, reading room Zooms, and monthly virtual meetups. We also host monthly challenges and have a lively and engaged community, as well as tarot spread and resource libraries. The Symposium is an incredible community of like-minded folks who value the intersection of tarot, mental health, self-reflection, and personal growth. We're really excited to meet you all inside the symposium. So head over to the tarot diagnosis.com and click join the symposium today to become a part of our community. You're listening to the tarot
1: diagnosis. We're your hosts. I'm Luna. And I'm Shannon. We're both clinical psychotherapists who trained together at Johns Hopkins. Now we are both in private practice in Tampa, Florida, and in Baltimore, Maryland. We also both happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, we work to demystify the tarot and explore its connections to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may
0: feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy.
1: Join us while we pull cards to better understand ourselves and those around us.
0: Hey Luna. Hey Shannon. I am super excited for today's conversation. We we actually had a listener reach out and ask if uh, we could talk about the concept of being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I think that this is such
1: a good and timely, uh, topic, you know, I mean, like anyone who listens to the podcast or follows on Instagram sort of knows that like, at least I personally have gone through, a kind of some rough times recently and I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and I know you have as well, but I mean, I think also just culturally right now, a lot of people are expressing this feeling. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I thought it was a great question that is completely spot on
0: yeah and i'm a, I'll read the question in a moment. It's so funny because her first line, I'm like, Wait, is this something that we're saying? Oh no, this is from the listener <laughs> because it did feel like so close to home. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and read uh, what she um, reached out and said. She said, Um it seems like a lot of us feel overwhelmed when contemplating large scale issues like war, poverty, climate change. The list is long. The problems are so massive that thinking about them can shut us down, and it requires a lot of mindfulness to take action. The feeling comes up in day-to-day life for me as well. Recently, I was looking at all of the things my child needed to do for their spirit month at school, like wearing colors on certain days, bringing props on other days, and I momentarily felt overwhelmed and I had a strong impulse to throw the calendar in the trash. (laughs) I'd love to learn about overwhelm from the perspective of tarot and how it affects us as humans on a broad scale, as well as in those more mundane everyday moments of overwhelm. Love this so much.
1: Right. I, yeah. like, I totally like that moment of throwing the calendar, like relatable. I'm yeah. I am i I'm oh, so it's like she captured a moment from my life. I can't tell you. I mean, I'm flashing back to a day a couple months ago where suddenly I realized that like my child needed a flannel shirt in two days. And I had like <laughs> absolutely positively had to go and get a flannel shirt. Or yeah. let me rephrase, at least I really thought I did. Yeah. And I mean, I think that she the listener voices for many people with this question.
0: Exactly. So, let's go ahead and pull some cards. Um I kind of did something different today, um but I think, you know, we're still going to kind of like pull cards um and figure out where the session's going to go based on um, I'm actually using a different deck today though. See,
1: okay, so like you and I talked a little bit before, but only briefly. And like you sent me a text and I understand yes. you did something different, but I have to say I didn't really pay attention. So could you please explain <laughs> to me what you did? Because like I really I was not paying attention.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny. I was like, should I should I like outline this or or should I just like introduce it? So it's nothing like, you know, too wild, but I I feel like I kind of channeled you today (laughs) and I felt the urge to just go through my deck. I'm using modern witch tarot. Um, I didn't, I you know, what, what's interesting because this is a choice I made normally, you know, I shuffle and I will blindly pull cards to guide the episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now that I'm kind of saying this out loud, it's interesting. Maybe this was a form of control. Yeah. Because when we are feeling <laughs> overwhelmed with choice, um, it's nice to um, like feel like we have something that we're in control of. So I went through the Modern Witch Tarot deck and I just pulled every card that when I looked at it, it it made me feel like it related to this concept of being overwhelmed. I ended up pulling 18 cards. (laughs) So it's a lot. We might not get to all of them, but as I I laid out all the cards, and if you follow us on Instagram, um, I posted a video of what all the cards uh, look like. Um, We're recording this on on Thursday, so you'll hear this on Sunday. (laughs) Um, But I realized that All of these cards fit perfectly into five different categories. The first one was leading up to overwhelm. The second was during the feeling of being Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. The third was the consequences of being overwhelmed. Fourth was how to overcome it. And then five was the outcome. Oh, that's nice. So I realized, yeah, so yeah it just kind of like happened. Um, so I'm really excited to see what you pull and what cards come out that I ended up like actually pulling. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be
1: super interesting. So, um, I'm not sure where to start. I think that the place to start maybe is just by defining it or sort of talking about what do we mean by overwhelmed? Because, um, I think that this is important to talk about the idea that like, we are therapists who talk to people all the time, like all the time about being overwhelmed. Like I would say, I have conversations about that. Maybe 75% of the time it has something at least to do with that. And yet Being overwhelmed is not um, a psychological disorder. There's no criteria for it necessarily. I mean, it's a feeling that we can all relate to and that many of us suffer from, but it's not actually um, a diagnosis.
0: Right. Like you, a lot of my practice is talking about how to manage these feelings. I mean, even just last night (laughs) I had several sessions where I was like, oh, this is very pertinent. I'm going to be talking about this with Luna tomorrow. And, you know, really helping people figure out how to set boundaries. I think this is very much going Mm -hmm. to be a conversation and an episode about personal boundaries. Um, In addition to feeling overwhelmed, you'll you'll probably also hear us throw out words like decision fatigue. I tend Mm -hmm. to use that, choice paralysis. Um there's also if we want to get really nerdy and psychological there's a concept called ego depletion that some researchers also talk about which is really just the same thing just a cool like fancy psych word to use <laughs> um but I love that that kind of exists in the language and in the literature of uh feeling overwhelmed because I don't, sometimes we have these patterns in our episodes where things kind of flow naturally into each other. And um, last week's episode, we talked about, I think, yeah, last week during the Tower episode, mm-hmm. you brought up the concept of ego death. And so now to talk about ego depletion, it's like, oh, cool. We're just like talking about the ego all the time. This is interesting. <laughs> I do think it's funny that this is right
1: on the heels of that. Next week, we'll have to do something that's a little bit more um uplifting but i know a little lighter yeah, a little lighter <laughs> you know at this point in the episode normally what we do is say pull a card but you already pulled cards what, like i guess i yeah but what did you pull i don't you still need to pull i, I pulled right before um Tell me <laughs> <laughs> I sort of don't want to talk about it. I, I, oh, no. I pulled three of swords. <laughs> oh, of course. Which of like, this is probably a, a personal card more than a collective card, but I think we can use it anyway. Um, I think that one piece of overwhelmed that's so hard is the part of my God, I'm trying. I am trying yeah. so hard. And yet, not only does it feel like it's not enough. I feel judged. I feel stabbed in the back. I feel betrayed. I feel like the rug's been pulled out from underneath me. Mm-hmm. And I try, and it's like, I'm going to make a very, I think maybe an old reference, like from the Peanuts cartoon, like Lucy pulling the football out from Charlie Brown. Like mm-hmm. it's that moment of, I just, I try and I try and I try and I get it wrong. I tried to get the kid, mm-hmm. the flannel shirt. I tried to like organize for, I oh god I had that conversation recently. Like I tried to get organized for this meeting and it was sabotaged. I try, like, I tried to answer all the emails and the one email I forgot to notice was the important one one it's this utter heartbreak of i'm trying and it doesn't feel like i'm winning or anyone's even noticing
0: so accurate and that card didn't come up for me when i when i pulled but i could see why you pulled that and how you're relating it to to this because i think that would very much be in like these like the way i had organized these cards i think it would probably fall into like the consequence mm-hmm. of being overwhelmed. And I, I think because it's a consequence, it's easy to just like focus on that and like the outcome and you know, how you're feeling because of it, but we need to figure out, okay, well, what led to that point? How did you get there? Sure. Like, and why, like, why did you get there? Because there are so many things, and this is what we do in our practice. Mm-hmm. You know, someone, they come to us, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, let's figure out why you're feeling overwhelmed and how we can make sure that you don't end up with this three of swords experience all the time, because that's not healthy and no one wants to stay in that that space. I mean, I think that uh, you just asked a huge
1: question of why is it, I mean, I think that we can go big with it culturally everyone feels mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Yeah. Why culturally are we doing that?
0: So the first card that I pulled for, and I feel like this one's an obvious one for what leads up to this feeling is seven of cups. Mm. You know, there, there's so much happening personally and globally, like the person who wrote in and we all have access to it 24 seven. I think that's the, one yeah. of the biggest issues. You know, if you look at the seven of cups, I'm, I'm using the modern witch Tarot. It's, you know, and it's very similar to traditional imagery. There's these cups with all of these options and things popping out of them. And, you know, you're just like looking at this person. I can only imagine what their face looks like. We only see the back of them. But I imagine like wide eyes, you know, and just like scanning all of these possibilities and not all good things though, either. And, you know, I think about social media and technology. We open up this little square that we all have. And we're constantly exposed to these, these travesties all over the world. In addition to our own stuff that we have to deal with the text messages, the emails, like you're talking about the phone calls, the voicemails, it is so much, even just talking about it. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even want, you don't want to see how many notifications I have on my phone now or the fact that I have 40 voicemails. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so overwhelming. <laughs> and I, I think the seven of cups is a perfect representation of, you know, kind of that, that first thing that happens is all of a sudden we have all these options and we have all these decisions we have to make and we're flooded. So what do we do? And eventually it starts to get a little bit more out of hand than I pulled Two of Wands, Four of Cups, Two of Swords, which you know we can get into if you want. But yeah, I think at the core of it is the fact that we have naturally now so many damn options. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that you're
1: talking about Seven of Cups because it reminds me very much of sort of the work of Brene Brown and this idea. Uh, about core values, and I think that this does speak to what's going on with us culturally. That so many of us live these lives of scrolling Instagram and thinking, okay, well, what I really want to do is like focus on like making my house beautiful. Or wait, now I'm going to scroll again, and I'm going to focus on having a, a fantastic vacation. I'm going to scroll again, and I'm going to see an advertisement for how to like be more productive with my time. I'm going to scroll again; and it's going to teach me how to make a smoothie. And every five seconds, I have something else that's really important and very. Very few of us even have the time to take the time to sit down and say, what is actually really important to me? Where is it that I want to be putting my attention? And what do I need to say no to? And I think you're right, that is exactly what leads to overwhelmed is this seven of cups of, but there's this, but there's this, but there's this, and and just being completely distracted by all the choices. Whereas really The other side of that is something like, um, a card that I've started talking about an awful lot. And that's the judgment card around Mm -hmm. this idea of what is important. What is the value? What is your true calling and walk that path and that path alone and everything else is just extra.
0: And it's so interesting because the second card that I have underneath seven of cups is two of wands. And as you were talking, I'm like, Oh, like you're talking about two of wands right now. Like the, the, Getting clear with your values, weighing like what the best option is, like the pros and cons, which can be overwhelming, but less so if you are clear on what's important to you and where you want to give most of your time, energy, and attention to. Because I think the misconception here culturally is that we need to be giving a hundred percent of ourselves, 100% of the time to hundred percent of the things that we think that we're supposed to be doing. Like we should be giving a hundred percent to self-care. We should be giving hundred percent to our kids, a hundred percent to our job. Like it's mm-hmm. not possible. And I love that you talked about like social media and like, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I'm, I'm should be homesteading and gardening and, but also like going to spas and <laughs> indulging. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, spoon theory, which mm, we've talked a little mm-hmm. bit about on the podcast. Um, and this idea that, you know, this this theory is um, prevalent in the chronic illness community where some of us are only, you know, we wake up with a certain set of spoons to tackle our responsibilities for the day. Uh, some of us have more than others. And, you know, we have to decide, going back to your um, discussion on values, what we're going to give spoons to. And if we get sucked into these things that aren't necessarily in alignment with our values, like, oh, I should plan this extensive home garden. Um, when really like, no, I, I want to be um reading this book that's important to me. You know, if we're being pulled in a million different directions by the end of the day, when we're ready to sit down with our partner and they're like, oh, you know, what do you want for dinner? This is where decision fatigue comes up and you throw your arms up and you're like, I don't care, you choose. Right. And then your partner's like, whoa, like, sorry, (laughs) what's going on? Because they don't know that, you know, you've been in your head all day trying to sort all these choices and decisions um, that some aren't even necessary. Okay. So many things to say. First of all,
1: I love the two of wands. And I'm going to put it next to Six of Swords in just a second.
0: Yes, Um, I have that too. I can't wait to hear what you say about it. But I kind of want to talk
1: about that dinner thing because I feel like that dinner, I talk a lot about dinner in, (laughs) right? I do. I think we all do. I talk a lot about dinner in my own life and I talk a lot about dinner with my clients. And this is definitely one of those situations where like, do as I say, not as I do, because I suck at it <laughs> yeah. and it's a value that I keep forgetting like yeah. a core value that I have is my family and my family's well-being and my and our health you know like and the, like there's like whatever we're people some of us have health issues we need to be more mindful about the food and I sit down every once in a while I'm like, okay no for real I'm gonna ma- meal plan yeah. and I'm gonna like but all of the shiny things. And all of the flannel shirts and all of the calendars and all the emails and all of the texts and all of the Instagram telling me that I'm supposed to do whatever, get in the way. And then all of a sudden, I haven't, I mean, like literally at this point, I have not cooked, I've cooked one meal. I cooked a meal two days ago. It was the only meal I cooked in, I think, three weeks, which I'm just horrified by because what I really care about is making sure that we all get fed well, Mm -hmm. but I keep dropping that value. And I think that when we talk about, so I'm going to go back to a second for this two of wands, which is so hopeful, this idea of Mm -hmm. I hold the world in my hand and I get to choose where I go. And I'm going to stand here and I'm going to look out on the horizon. and I'm going to think about this. I love that. But the reality is I've made a ton of bad choices. Because, you know, I'm not beating up on myself. I'm just saying, like, I've gotten distracted. Things have been harder than I thought. And now I find myself in six of swords. Now I find myself having to get in this boat and to leave behind expectations I've had for myself. You know what? Mm. Maybe my house is not going to be beautifully decorated. You know what? Maybe I'm going to look schlumpy when I leave the house, which by the way, I do. Maybe (sighs) I'm going to like not have my hair done or maybe like... We're not gonna plan that summer vacation. And I have to grieve those things because I need to pay attention to what my actual values are.
0: There's so much there. Yeah. I feel like everything that you're saying, I feel like so many people who are listening are like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not alone. I mean, even some of the things, and I don't even have kids, but some of the things are saying like, yep, like that, the meal planning was, was me this week. I was like, we're not going to order food. We're not going to go to Starbucks every day for coffee. <laughs> we're going to make coffee at home, you know, and, um, we, I think when we get to that point of we've kind of reached that limit of overwhelm, we do try to gain control and we sit down, like you're saying, and you're like, I'm going to plan all this stuff. And the problem with that is <laughs> we can, <laughs> I like that you're laughing because you, <laughs> what am I about to say, Luna? <laughs> no, I'll just let you do it. And then I'll hop in. <laughs> you. know, the problem with that is though, we we often go like too hard mm-hmm. and then we create more decisions that we have to make, more responsibilities. And we're just, we hop from one overwhelm loop to another overwhelm loop. There's zero moderation, which one of the cards I pulled for um, uh, how to overcome, was it how to overcome? Yeah, I think it was how to overcome it was temperance, which, you know, patience and moderation. Um, so y- y- you got to be careful and okay. know that and really look at what am I doing here? Am I truly creating balance by sitting down and trying to meal plan for the next month? Or am I doing this as a way to cope with feeling overwhelmed? Okay. So what just happened
1: is hilarious. Cause Shannon's here talking about like the coping mechanism that we have of over preparing and sort of getting it all together and slightly, no, I've got my shit together now. And now like, I'm going to do this. But the reality is, is that life doesn't let you do that. And then you end up looping into a plea feeling again, like, like you're a failure, you know, like, Oh, I didn't do my meal plan, but we just had like the most hilarious moment because like we're talking about overwhelmed and something happened, which actually never happens. My dog is here, like. And she's like licking, and I have to kind of be like, stop licking. My partner comes down and starts trying to talk to me in the middle of <laughs> us recording, which has never happened, not once. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> and all of a sudden he he's like, wait, where's the car? Because they're doing like work on the street in front of my house, and like we don't know where the car is. And he's like, The dog's outside, I'm like, no, like and I mean, like, I think it was just like the universe saying, Ha ha ha, look at how funny this is. No matter yeah. how much control you try to have, it yeah. ends up just blowing up in your face. And we have to recognize this. The card I was about to talk about before we were interrupted is Four of Pentacles, which oh. I think really captures that feeling of trying to be in control of it. And it's such a like threading mm. the needle. This doesn't mean that we say, oh, never mind, my life is going to blow up. And so I shouldn't even try. That's not what we're saying. Right. Like of course it's a good idea to sit down and try to meal plan, but also let's not be let's not be super so up- rigid. Right, so rigid yeah. because like four of pentacles here you're stuck with all of your wonderful plans that end up not working anyway. So meal plan yes, but be flexible yes and recognize like I'm not actually going to cook that.
0: So interesting that you brought up four of pentacles because one of the cards I I pulled was four of cups and I was thinking about it slightly differently, but now the way you talked about Four of Pentacles, um, I'm kind of changing my view on it because originally I was thinking about it in terms of being annoyed when you're sitting there because I love the way Modern Witch Chair just, depicts it. It's um, actually this person sitting there with their arms crossed, looking at three cups and their their, uh, hoodie says over it. And I just love that little detail so much. And then, you know, of course there's the hand coming out of the cloud with, with the other cup, but I was thinking about it in terms of just being so annoyed that you have these three cups that you have to choose between. And then another thing comes into the mix. But I also think that we could look at it in terms of this rigidity and flexibility that you're bringing up right now, because there's something really important about that because we could sit there with our arms crossed and not be, um, flexible at all and be missing out on an opportunity. Maybe this hand that's coming out and offering this cup is actually something that's going to be helpful for us. But, you know, we're sitting there annoyed that, you know, we, we have to focus on these other three things that we're missing out on, on other, um, forms of of help or a choice that um, might make these other three cups look a little bit more, um, not more, maybe less stressful. And then um, the other card I was thinking about was Two of Swords mm. because I think that's kind of a given for right now because it seems like the way we're, t- what we're talking about right now is naturally segueing into that because now you've gotten to the point where you're kind of just like checked out. You have the blindfold on, you're not fully committed to, to any choice and you're kind of just like, meh, whatever happens, happens. Like, I don't know what's in either hand, but at this point, like kind of like the sweatshirt and Four of Cups, I'm over it, mm-hmm. you know, and let the swords fall as they will. I mean,
1: right, again, we're talking about that threading the needle place. You're talking about sort of that place of when we're trying really hard and then when we sort of give up trying and just being like, I just yeah. can't, like just never mind. Like you get a case
0: of the fuckets, right? Oh, totally. Which I think is um one of the other cards I pulled was Eight of Swords. Yeah. Which I think could be a representation of choice paralysis where you are bound and you know, you're surrounded by all these swords, which could represent, you know, choices or responsibilities or things that you're thinking about and consequences. And you're just paralyzed. You know, the the word responsibilities
1: just struck me really hard because we've been talking about values. We're sort of making decisions We're sort of getting clear on what's important to you. But then there is this problem of the idea of responsibility. And sometimes you have a responsibility for something that doesn't, Uh, fully align with your values. And yet you kind of, and I like you have to, and I think that that's where, um, we end up at two of swords of just Mm -hmm. like, I, I have to do this thing, but I also really, it's not important to me. And maybe that's where we go to eight of swords too, of like, I just feel victimized by this. And now I feel hollow. Now I Mm. feel like I don't have like, what am I doing? I don't want to do any of this. And this frankly can lead to some very dark places. Uh, I mean, around like, well, what's the point of anything?
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to, mm, what you're saying is, is really important. And it, I'm actually thinking about six of swords again, but mm, slightly differently. Mm. It's actually one of the cards that, that came up for what happens during overwhelm. And I'm thinking about, you know, how, this person who wrote in was talking about like throwing the calendar away, mm-hmm. like wanting to do that. But the truth is like, even if you throw the calendar away, like whatever's on the calendar still exists. Right. And I right. think, you know, you talking about responsibilities, even if it's not like in alignment with what you want or things that you like super value, like we're essentially talking about obligations, like things that we have to do that maybe we don't want to do. And The Six of Swords, I tend to view as like typically a positive card. I I love the Six of Swords, but I think in this context, we could also look at it as a possible form of avoidance. Mm -hmm. And if you, like, if we kind of get meta with the card, you know, the water represents like our emotional experience in tarot. And, you know, we have some cards like, like this, I think the star and I think temperance where you see people both physically touching land and water. Mm -hmm. But in Six of Swords, you're in the water, but you're not really in the water. You're in the boat and you're leaving. And I think in this context could be a response to being overwhelmed. Like, I'm going to hop in this boat and I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go someplace easier. Um, But the swords are still with you. Like you, even though you're wanting to leave these responsibilities or obligations or choices behind and escape to somewhere new because you feel like it's going to be easier, you're really not. You're just taking these responsibilities and obligations and, and choices with you to a new destination. You know the person who wrote in and wants to throw the calendar away. Okay, you can throw it in the trash can. The trash can's still in your house. Right. <laughs> and let's right. say you take the trash can out, and you know the the garbage people come and take it. But the things that are due on the calendar still exist on someone else's calendar, and are still waiting for it to happen. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that this is almost like a ten of wands moment yes of, of <laughs> totally. why do I have to keep carrying all these wands and yet I do and I think that this is a very human question I mean we've been sort of talking about it, or at least I've been framing it in terms of this is a cultural issue right now but I, I think of this as a, a human issue I think that this is not new to our generation that being a human who's walking through life actually is hard. No matter what you do, no matter how many times you get in that stupid Mm -hmm. boat, you're taking your swords with you. No matter where you go, there you are. And you have to deal with this stuff. Now, I think that this kind of brings up an interesting question of, okay, like you were asking earlier, how can we not get into these situations in the first place? And I think it's an important question. And for us, to sort we're of talking about getting clear on values and not getting distracted by the shiny box. Okay, great. But yes, and there's still also going to be burdens. And yeah. so then the question becomes, how do we manage it? What do we want to yeah. do with it, knowing that these wands are always going to be on our back?
0: I think... That's where, I think that's where the hermit comes in Hmm. for me. And specifically the hermit from Modern Witch Tarot, because it's very in alignment with what we're talking about, including the imagery, you know, she's closing her laptop, which (laughs) I think can represent this barrage of information and choices we're always faced with every single day. Um, But we know that it's still going to be there the next day when we open it up. And she's got, I love that she's got her hand up kind of like almost saying goodbye or goodnight. (laughs) And it's just, beautiful representation of setting a boundary. It's saying I've seen enough for today or I've reached my threshold for today and I'm going to walk away and recharge for a bit. Maybe segueing into that, you know, four of swords. We talk about four of swords as that like rest card, but I love that the swords are still visible because you're not avoiding like Mm. we've talked about before there's there and we could oh shoot we could probably even put the four of swords next to um nine of swords because they're similar but very different yes (laughs) the reaction that you're seeing in these so that's brilliant four of swords is like yeah that healthy representation of setting boundaries being clear about your values knowing that you can't avoid these things because like you said it's a human issue you know, but there's a sense of realism that exists with the four of swords. And I think with the nine of swords, it's all those swords are stacked up because you have avoided them and you haven't taken care of some other things uh, in your life in order to be able to rest with them still existing above you.
1: <laughs> you know, what's interesting about this is that uh, just I'm thinking about it in terms of the journey of what happens in swords and four of swords is earlier, obviously, right? Right. And then I mean, it feels like very much a cautionary tale. Yes, of yeah. if you get—I mean, Swords is the suit that I kind of like the most. It's the one that mm-hmm. like I pull the most and the most I relate to. But it almost feels like if you if you overthink or get too caught up in your own like cleverness then the cautionary tale is you end up nine of swords. And ultimately, I think we all know where that goes. You end up at 10 of swords. Right. And perhaps we need to really be aware of our own thinking so that we don't end up there. We need to kind of hang out more four of swords.
0: You know, this is bringing up a really interesting anecdote. Uh, So my, my, when my brother-in-law would come stay with us when he was on leave from the military, he would remind us that he is not making a single decision while he's with us, that it was his time to like rest and relax, like (laughs) very four of swords. Um, And, you know, sometimes I would forget that he, you know, he would always remind us like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not making Single decision, whatever you all decide is what happens. Like I'm just along for the ride. I this is how I recharge. This is my Four of Swords. Um, And if I forgot and like would ask him, you know, oh hey, what do you what do you want to do for dinner tonight, or what do you want to do this weekend? He would just give me this very specific look. He wouldn't say anything to me. (laughs) Just (laughs) look at me, and I'd be like, oh right, no decisions. And I I loved that. It was a clear boundary. And it was a value that he had realized and developed. that was really important to him. And that, you know, when he was on leave, that that was a necessary part of, of his rest and recovery. And I think that's a brilliant idea. And actually now it's making me think of something that you talk about quite a bit is this idea of implementing uh, various forms of a Sabbath. And I mm-hmm. think that we could, we could apply that here as well. I mean, so, I mean, I think it's so like right on
1: and I'm really jealous of right? that, you know, <laughs> like, that, like, wouldn't that be nice? Um, and then I, the reality like of the, of the person who wrote in her life hits me and the reality of my life mm-hmm. hits me of how do we actually do that? How do we actually sort of bring that into our world? Because the truth of, of my life at least is that there, uh, I'm trying to ask myself if that's true. I believe mm-hmm. that it's true.
0: Yeah. See, I was going there. I was like, keep going, Linda, because I know what I'm going to say after. I believe
1: that it <laughs> is, but I've been mean, to a degree, there is some truth to it that, um, you mm-hmm. know, I have children who depend on me. I have mm, clients who depend on me. I have a household I have to run. Um, So there are, again, that sense of responsibilities that have to happen, but where is there wiggle room? That's something I say to clients a lot. Where is there just a little bit of wiggle room where we can claim some of it back or begin to say no to some things?
0: You are 100% right. And I think that's where temperance comes in again. And I think we can also pair two of cups with that because Mm -hmm. I think what's missing here is we have not talked about asking for help. and. I think what we're, we keep saying, maybe um, veiled in a veiled way, is that we're constantly just pouring from our own cup instead of sharing in that responsibility. And, um, you know, I know that that's not always possible. And maybe you can't share responsibilities with someone. You know, like there are just things that we can't share. I get that. But having someone to confide in so you don't feel like maybe you're necessarily alone with all this information. Mm. I was, um, you know, I do this a lot when I'm working with couples have a lot of couples where one partner always wants to provide a solution and <laughs> it's not possible and the other partner gets pissed because they're like, no, I don't need your solutions or your solution. You, you don't understand your solutions won't work in this situation because you don't have all the information. You're not exactly in my shoes. So then it becomes less of sharing and responsibility and more of just, okay, what do you need from me right now? How can I help you feel like you're not carrying all of these 10 wands by yourself? How can I feel like I'm, you know, walking alongside of you and maybe helping to lift them up so it's not as heavy all the time? You know, and maybe that looks just like word vomiting onto your partner occasionally and saying, oh my God, this is all the shit I'm dealing with. But I liked your question about the wiggle room because I think that's where temperance comes in and making sure that we're not doing, you know, too much or too little. Temperance is that, that perfect moderation and, and balance card. And it, I think offers us this opportunity to pause and not avoid or deflect, but more to consider like what needs to be modified. Um, and a lot of times we are uncomfortable with that because we feel like when we modify things, we're giving up control or that we're failing. And I think that's where our mind mindset needs to shift. And we need to reframe our thoughts on on this. Maybe it's not giving something up. Maybe it's, you know, one of the things that we can do to help with feeling overwhelmed is to make things more automatic. And I'm thinking everyday stuff. Like if you can work it into your budget, get HelloFresh. So, you know, or whatever, this is not an ad for HelloFresh, but HelloFresh, if you want to sponsor us, great. Um, Or Home Chef or whatever, where they, you know, send you meals and you don't even have to think about prepping it or make sure your bills are on autopay. So it's not like, oh my God, I forgot to pay the electric bill or whatever. Um, like figure out how you can make life a little bit easier for yourself. So you're not having to sit down and say, I can't manage this. You know, as you were talking, a
1: card that like popped into my head, um, and then I actually ended up cutting the deck and grabbing was, uh, Ace of Cups. And I'm sort yes, of thinking about totally. it in terms, like when I was thinking about it a second ago, I was thinking about it in reverse, but now I kind of want to turn it upright. And I kind of want to put Ace of Cups with the Hermit, And I want to pull eight of cups into it too. Mm. I think you make a great point about asking for help. And I think that there's different ways to ask for help. One way to ask for help is like to like literally ask people for help. And it's surprising how sometimes when we ask for help, it's actually given to us and how often we get sort of in our heads and egotistical and thinking, no, no, I'm the only one. Sometimes we really can ask for help. And We can ask for help in other ways. Like you bring up with, um, we can sort of automate things or have groceries delivered to our house. That's another type of help. But then there is this other form of help of asking, however you want to use the language, your inner self, asking the collective, asking the universe, asking the divine, praying to God, whatever your words are, but asking for strength or Mm. guidance or just help during these times when we're feeling overwhelmed. And I think that that's actually, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, it's remarkably hard to do because it feels silly. But I think it actually helps to
0: pause and say, I can't be in control of this. I think that's beautiful. And I think it's something that we need to remind ourselves often because I think it is so easy for so many of us to exist on this hamster wheel that we feel like we just have to keep running on and that we're not allowed to stop. And that when we get fatigued, we should feel ashamed. Like how dare us get tired. And that's such a dangerous way to think. And I think, I think you, you even saying asking for strength is a way to say, I'm asking for Mm self-acceptance and I'm asking for self-compassion and patience. And understanding that, you know, I am who I am. I'm capable of what I'm capable of. And, you know, I'm allowed to rest. Mm, I love that. I love that you just
1: brought us back to that phrase that you've said before that I think is so beautiful. I think that this maybe is the hardest part of this conversation about being overwhelmed. I mean, we can sort of troubleshoot, which is what we've been doing because mm-hmm. we're talk about well, how did we get there and how do we set boundaries and how do we ask for help? But at the core issue, there is this place of self acceptance of look yeah. like I'm trying, and I'm going to keep trying, but i I'm not going to completely exhaust myself. I'm not going to end up 10 of swords by my own doing. I need to give myself grace and allow for beauty and allow for inner strength and outer strength. And I need to let this play out. I mean, I wonder how much of overwhelmed really has to do with anxiety over what happens if I do it wrong. I really almost wonder how much of this conversation about being overwhelmed is truly a conversation that's just about anxiety because we become overwhelmed because we think future thoughts that it's not going to be enough, that I'm going to mess it up, that if my kid goes to school without the flannel, that's going to be the end of the world, you know, and he's going to be scarred for life, you know, right? (laughs) right? which is absurd. (laughs) Or I think if I like didn't pay the bill on time that whatever like i lose everything i end up living in a box down by the river these things right. aren't true but i think that the overwhelmed is in a lack of faith that we will be provided for or that the world mm. will give us grace and oh
0: my gosh yeah
1: and that that i mean that's an inner process of not thinking i don't have to do this all on my own not in the real world but also in the cosmic world
0: I love everything that you're saying and it's actually very much in alignment with the two cards that I pulled as like the outcome of once we learn how to overcome this, um, constant overwhelm loop that we find ourselves in. And it was three of pentacles and this might shock some people, but the emperor, (laughs) um, yeah, because I loved how you talked talked a moment ago about, um, You know, kind of like faith that people kind of have your back type of thing, and that we don't have to be alone because this three of pentacles is all about like working together for a sense of cohesion and ease and personal and collective growth. I think when you're talking about anxiety, it's very much an isolated internal experience. And once we start kind of allowing ourselves to be open and vulnerable with people around us and um, seeing how much they are willing to offer us care and support. Um, We get to experience that, the the beauty and the excitement of Three of Pentacles, which then allows us to have moments of the emperor where we feel like we're capable of being in control again. Like we have the ability to, you know, receive lots of information and choices, um, but feel grounded and like we can maintain our position on this like sturdy emperor throne, Mm. but have an appropriate amount of willpower and authority over situations. So we don't feel like we're running around aimlessly. Cause I think that's the goal mm-hmm. is to be able to feel grounded when presented with all of the information we're constantly presented with every day. I love how you're talking about emperor, like Bravo, like that's so exciting.
1: <laughs> like, cause yeah. I think that that's just it. Like the emperor is like, the thing that I like about emperor is that he, it's not that he never gets bad news. Right. It's that he's not rattled by bad news. Right. And that's the place that I think so many of us struggle of thinking that, um, oh my God, what if I can't handle it? But you are the emperor. You can handle it. Yeah. You you stop worrying about it. You're gonna be able to do it. That's the yes. part that is hard with overwhelmed. Like, okay, it's a lot, but I can do this, but I'm not doing it by myself. I can do it by asking others for help and by Asking the collective or the universe or the God or whatever for help too, and asking my inner self for help.
0: I can do this, but I need to have faith in that. Exactly. And now I'm thinking about just the emperor and the empress because, you know, back to back where it's like, okay, you can be this creator, this person who, um, obviously, yeah, you can be this creator, but you can also be this manager (laughs) and you can ebb and flow (laughs) and go back and forth in between these two roles and, and play one more than the other sometimes. And yeah, I think, you know, there's, we've talked about the emperor a lot and there's, it's a difficult card for a lot, for a lot of people. And I think kind of reclaiming it, uh, in different ways is what helps your relationship with the card um, become more healthy. Just like this conversation we're having about being overwhelmed. Can we talk for a second about this
1: conversation? I'm going to be very therapist-y and kind of go here and now and say, this has been a a really interesting conversation and a really challenging conversation. Yeah, We've had technical problems a couple of times, like the audio has been cutting out. My partner walks in in the middle of it. My daughter yeah. is text messaging me. Like I'm thinking about it, like something else that like is on my plate that I have to handle. Right. Um, where it's like there's, it's funny because I'm feeling overwhelmed while I'm talking yeah. about being overwhelmed, which is something that I actually think I do a fair amount I guess I want to ask both of us. Okay, so what do we do with this? Like this was helpful for me to talk about it. Is there mm-hmm. another step that's available to me or do I just need to sit with I guess I'm asking Shannon. What should I do? <laughs> Tell me.
0: I think it depends on who you are and what your circumstances are. I think this goes back to something we talk about in therapy a lot. There is no like one size fits all. Mm. And it's interesting you talking about like your personal experience with this episode because yeah, it's been been a bit of a mess. <laughs> and you all are getting <laughs> the nice cleaned up, <laughs> pretty with a bow tight on it version. Uh, thanks to our our incredible sound engineer. And but I was thinking about kind of what's happening in my own personal life right now. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm totally six of swords in it right now. Mm. I think sometimes I'm very good at compartmentalizing and I can go into this space where. I, you know, the swords are still with me, but I'm like, mm, nope, I'm heading over in this direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I do have some things in the back of my mind where like I have an absolutely insane day today, and not quite looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm trying not to think about it. Um, is that healthy? <laughs> I mean, that's that's questionable. Um, you know, but something that you had said a moment ago about, you know, sometimes we feel like oh, we can't ask for help, or like we have to be the ones to do everything, and we might also. Be surprised by how people are capable of helping us. I think that's something that I continually personally try to practice and still, um, I mean, you've seen it in our relationship mm-hmm. together of, you know, me being able to say, no, like, you know, here, it's okay for me to say, you need to handle this. And it's okay for you to say, no, you need to mm-hmm. handle this mm-hmm. because like, I have too much on my plate here, there, whatever. Um, and, giving ourselves, it's almost like exposure therapy, giving ourselves the opportunity to see that nothing bad is going to happen if we say no to something or if we delegate something to someone else. Because I think that's where a lot of our anxiety rests is if we give up control of something and we maybe stop worrying about something, or we aren't the one to make all these decisions that all hell is going to break loose. And that's not the case. So I think I don't have a clear answer to your question other than it really depends on your circumstances and where you are in your own kind of growth journey and what you're willing to experiment with and what you feel like your your kind of threshold for discomfort is right now. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at the Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com.